no, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, uh, we, the bears are what we thought they were. What, what, what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. Oh! One more time. Oh! One more time. Welcome to the Barry Essentials. On today's show, we preview the Week 11 matchup against the Lions and much more. What's good, Prez? Hey, Doug, man. Listen, bro, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm feeling good and enjoying this weather, bro. I can't believe with Thanksgiving on the horizon that we got 60-degree weather, man, in the Midwest. This is unbelievable. And I've been able to get some leaves up, Prez, so I'm definitely getting my yard work going on, but that's only because the weather has allowed me to do so. Look at you over there, getting shit done around the house, podcasting, working. A-Dub over there getting it done, man. Even getting them honeydews done. I see you, A-Dub. I see you. <laughs> I'm trying, man. I'm trying. I can't even lie to you, though, bro. But we just might have a crazy, crazy winner. I won't even think about that. But, yeah, you, you, you're more than likely correct on that. You're more than likely correct on that. But I'm <laughs> telling you, we better enjoy this while we can. Because, like, dude, the other day, I literally ate up. I put on, like, you know, decent little fall coat. I go outside. I'm like, shit, I took that thing right off. I'm like, I don't need this. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, good Lord. And I looked at the date. I'm like, this shit. Seeing like the way it is right now, you went back and threw that hoodie on and saying, I could throw that hoodie on. I don't need no coat right pretty now. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> Seriously, bro, that's what I went. I went to go grab the hoodie, and I was like, shit, I'm decent. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how long this weather lasts, bro. We'll see. Yeah, man. But hey, bro, other than that, man, everything's good. Geared up for this Lions matchup, the return of David Montgomery here. And you know, he's a favorite of this podcast. Now a member of the Detroit Lions, trying to get his little revenge on against the Bears, A Dub. I bet he is, though. But I can't really call it a revenge on us because you know this, Brez. We did offer the guy a contract. Maybe not what he wanted, but he took the best deal for himself because you know, you and I have always shown him love. He's going to show some love to the fan base before and after the game, but during that game, you know him. He's a competitor. He's yes. going to be out there playing his ass off. And when I say revenge, I'm like, listen, that's his former team. And you know there's always hard feelings. We talked about it last week with Roquan Smith. <laughs> yeah. You know how these guys are. They petty. And, and listen, I'm petty too. I'm going <laughs> to funny if you did offer me a contract. I'm looking at you like you're something to eat. And that's what he's going to be doing against our defense. So for me, when I see him coming in here, I'm like, oh boy. And that Lions offense, we're going to get into a little bit later in the show, but they arguably have the best running back tandem in the league between him and Jamar Gibbs. They got some real special brewing over there at Motown, man. And he's a big part of what they do, Perez. You talk about David Montgomery, and I can see a guy like him looking at Chicago Bears like, yeah, I do want to show them something that, hey, I do have some value to me. But you're right. Their offense has been cooking on all cylinders. But what did he say? He said he's going to treat it like just any other game. And I'm like, yeah, see, even him making comments like that, I'm like, yeah, shit personal. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know that's BS, friends. You already knew, like, yeah, right. You say all the right things in the media, but behind closed doors, you know you want to go out there and, and handle business against the Chicago Bears. Yeah, that's the human side of you, right? Absolutely. 
And I get it. Totally get it, Perez. You hit it on the head, man. They are competitors, bro. This is what they signed up for. This is what they want to do, man. And um, why not go out there and show that, hey, you still want those elite running backs out there? You know what the crazy thing is when I was looking at it? He went 25 and 42 in his time with the Bears. Now he's over here with Detroit. They're 7 and 2. And he's primed for a big time season over there. And remember, he complained about the fact of how losing kind of like affected him here in Chicago. His first year over there in Detroit, you know, and that culture that they're cultivating, you can just tell like it's probably more of a line of what he wants as a competitor. Winning cures everything, bro, as you already know. So, Does it? <laughs> <laughs> so now he feels like he's in a good culture. They're winning. He's actually a big contributor to what they're doing. I mean, he's feeling pretty good. And it's the thing that most people that listen to the show are going to agree with is the fact that even though as a competitor, he wishes the probably things were different in Chicago in his time here and how things ended, he still appreciates the opportunity that the front office gave to him, right? They took the first yeah. chance on And I think that that's always good for people. A lot of times, man, A-Dub, people lose track of that. When they get in their feelings and their emotions, they sometimes forget, well, hey, you know what? Despite whatever happened, this organization, they believed in me at one point. They gave me my opportunity. Absolutely, Perez. And they allowed him to showcase his talent and do a fantastic job. So with that, he did leave Chicago, in my opinion, in a professional manner. And that's a guy who I can always appreciate. So whenever he does come to Chicago, at some point when his career is over, he'll still get the love and respect. And you got to look at these two teams now. We're three and seven. You know, again, audience, you guys know what this season has become for us. It's been tough. It's been a struggle. But on the other hand, you got these damn Lions, 7-2. They used to be Robotussin'. I used to get all <laughs> type of jokes off about the Lions. No, I can't say shit about them, man. Y'all see, we ain't have Malcolm Hart on this show because I'm like, I want to hear his fucking mouth. I already get the messages from him where he's just like, man, how you feeling about this team right now? I don't even be responding. I'm like, you know what? I don't have time for trolls. How about that, Malcolm? Hey, you know he's going to troll you, Prez. Send the fact oh, that Detroit is oh, on top right now, man. Respect to them. Listen, Malcolm just needs to leave me alone. That's what he needs to do. Leave me alone. Forget about Prez. Prez doesn't exist. Delete my number. All that shit. I don't care. Okay, I do you, care. Yeah, your ass do care. And the thing is, <laughs> <laughs> he knows that Prez talk a lot of shit. And I know that, too. And he knows that Perez could also be petty, too. So, of course, as long as Detroit Lions are winning, he ain't going to let you off the hook, bro, which you nah, already he know. <laughs> he ain't. And guess what? If it would be me, you know I'd be doing the same shit to him. So it's all good, right? Exactly. <laughs> I just hate being on this side now. It does not feel good, man. <laughs> no, it doesn't, man. We got a little karma coming our way, man. Damn it, a -Dub. Jesus. <laughs> This sucks. But hey, at least Justin's coming back. I'm pumped up for that, friends. How about you, bro? What you think? I learned it two weeks ago. Everybody was over here lathered up about Tyson Bates. And I'm like, look, man, no disrespect to the kid. But I'm on my QB1 back in here. So, A-Dub, I was happy to hear when Matty Bafus was speaking to the media and he was saying, hey, he all signs and leading to him started. Because you know how Matty Bafus, he get up there to the media <laughs> and he starts saying weird shit. You're like, okay, what did you really say? At least with this one, A-Dub, when he was speaking, I'm like, okay, I understand Iberflu's speak. And this one, I'm like, okay, Justin Fields will be starting on Sunday. And honestly, A-Dub, we need it. We need a shot in the arm. I know that we beat the Panthers, but listen, that's the Panthers. We got a big-time matchup against the Lions 
And I think with Justin Fields back in the lineup, bro, this thing could be a potential shootout. The fact that our overson line is starting to come together, Justin Fields coming back, bro, looks like he's going to be ready to do his thing. Man, I can see a lot of good things happening for the Chicago Bears in this particular game. I mean, bro, it's been a month since we've seen him out there on the field. A month. And I ain't going to lie to you, bro. That month, I feel like Justin Fields have been out for months. You don't feel like it's only been four games to me. Now, I haven't gotten a chance to see him at Hallis Hall. I haven't gotten a chance to see him throwing the football. So we don't know, like, the condition as far as how he looks throwing the football, how comfortable he is right now with that thumb. But listen, he had some extra time after that Panthers game to get right. So I'm hoping, man, he's where he needs to be. I hope so as well, because if he is, bro, this could pay off dividends for Chicago Bears if he is who he was prior to the injury. So I do hope that thumb is 100% healthy, bro. And he looks like he had enough time right now to heal up. So I'm happy for him having this extensive time now to be prepared for this game. And honestly, A-Dub, just with all the question marks that surround Justin Fields and his status in Chicago beyond this season, it was important for him to get back out there on the field. Because right now, there's so many people that are looking at the Bears having a potential top three draft pick, the one that we're taking from the Panthers. Well, most people are like, the Bears have to draft a quarterback. This is Justin Fields' opportunity right now, A-Dub, to show Ryan Poles in that organization. No, you don't. Use the picks and build up around the team elsewhere. I got this shit here. But right now, this is audition period here. If he wants to be the starting quarterback in Chicago next season, he's got to go out there and fucking ball out. And all eyes are going to be on Justin Fields' prayers. And I'm hoping that the guy can succeed because that would mean a lot for him, of course, and all the hard work he put into things. And understand he had a setback this season, but to be able to come back and do great, That'll be good for him to show Ryan Poles in the organization that, hey, I'm the guy, be able to lead this team, lead the troops, and do great. And I think with him coming back, this gives him a chance now to show. He got enough games right now, Perez, between now and the end of the season to prove that point. Listen, you got seven weeks. And really what the front office and the coaching staff is looking for, A-Dub, is consistency. The biggest thing with, with Fields is, He'll have a couple games where you're like, oh, there's that all-pro shit, right? There's that franchise right. quarterback shit. Then you get a, a game here and there where you're just like, oh, what happened there? So it's just been a lot of up and down. I think, honestly, if he goes out here and he plays at that level that we all know that he can play at, I think that, man, he can really put himself in a really good position here. But it's really on him. This is yeah. the thing, bro. Yeah, I don't know about Justin, but I know if it were me, but I know how you get down. If somebody's going to give us the opportunity to put our own destiny in our hands, man, you better go out there and fucking go take that opportunity, bro. You ain't live one bit. And I hope Justin Fields look at it that way, that say, I'm a competitor. I got to hush all this noise up. Everyone need to relax. I'm going to go out there and ball the hell out. And that's what you got to go out there and do, Perez. And you had a key word that I like what you said when you said consistency. Do this over and over, you know? Duplicate what you've been doing, man, what made you successful, what you've learned. Put it all together. Well, it's kind of interesting when reporters asked Justin about everything, and he was just like, he wasn't concerned with proving anything to anybody over the, the final seven games. He said he just wants to go out there and win ball games. Yeah, but Justin also knows what it is. He's not going to put it out there to the media, but we know that that kid is putting pressure on himself. We also know that he heard the chatter out there from fans 
wanted Tyson to be the starting quarterback. He even talked about how he heard the chatter out there. So my thing is, yeah, saying basically you're not trying to prove anything, yeah, you are. You'd be <laughs> lying if you weren't out here trying to prove these people wrong. I know if it would be me, I would. I could say I don't care, but you care deep down inside. Everybody wants to be liked. Everybody wants to be loved. Now, what I would have said if I was Justin is I'd have been like, you know what, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. Because, you know, in the grand scheme of things, yes, A-Dub and I here, we care about wins and losses. But in the grand scheme of things, hey, man, Justin Fields has already done what a lot of people in this world cannot do. He has made right. it to the National Football League. He was a first-round draft pick in the National Football League. He's already winning in life. But when you talk about not losing sleep and the noise that's been coming his way, I agree with you, Perez. He does care, right? And he should. And the way he's handling it to the media, that's one thing. But behind closed doors, you and I know it's totally different. And I tell you, he's going to spew some of this language, some of this verbiage when he do his documentary years down the road when they talk about how you felt about that noise when they're doing quarterback comparisons. It's going to come out then. And I expect the guy to go out there and show that, hey, I am QB1. And that's what it's all about right there if you in his shoes. Shit, that documentary is going to be called Surviving Hallows Hall. It's going to be a sad <laughs> fucking story. <laughs> My fucking God. You know somebody who should be losing some sleep right now? It's Matty Bufus, who's also on the fucking hot seat. So if we're going to sit up here and have that type of heat towards Justin Fields, well, it needs to be even hotter towards Ibufus. That's my thing. Everybody want to see here and say, Justin's got to do this and Justin's got to do that. What Matt Ibufus got to do? Because I, I don't think there's anything he can do in these last seven weeks to keep his job. Yeah, he got to be better for sure as a head coach. I mean, if you want to go out of the bank and try to turn things around and put together a string of wins, that's good for Eberflus. I just wonder if, if Ryan Poles has already made his mind up already, right? I wondered if he's at the point where he's open to seeing what Justin does over these last seven weeks or if he's already said, I've seen enough. That's the thing. It's like you never know what this guy's thinking, especially as that Carolina Panthers pick stays in that top three. He may already be like, nope, we're drafting a quarterback at 24. I don't think that quarterback is going to be ready right now. It's going to take some time, as you and I know, Perez. And college and NFL are two different things, bro. These quarterbacks have to develop. And I think we're talking about setting ourselves back another couple more years if we were to do that. Just my thought process. Well, I mean, that's something we've already been talking about on this show. You, well, you have to continue to reset the clock where that basically pushes back your window to – Contend. That's why it was important to potentially have had your franchise quarterback in-house in Justin Fields. Because then, as Ryan Poles continues to add pieces to this organization, the quarterback position wasn't one of the ones that you have to worry about. And you still had a quarterback on a rookie contract. Right. Which allows you the flexibility financially and salary cap-wise to continue to add to the team. So, when I look at this situation... And when I look at Justin returning back to this offense, A-Dub, we know what it's been with Tyson Bajan. We talked about how, from a game management standpoint of things, he was getting the job done. But with Justin Fields, especially in games like against the Commanders, A-Dub, when you saw him out there tearing it up, against the Broncos, when you saw him tearing it up, those are the things that we have not seen Tyson Bajan do. Those are the flashes that we see from a Justin Fields. And that's why I'm hoping that that thumb injury is recovered because we're going to need that type of ability out of Justin Fields Sunday against the Lions. And that 
is a great call-out, Prez. When you talk about those couple games right there, where we saw Justin Fields do great. And if he can be able to come back and not have any rust, and to your point, that thumb is fully healed, he's on the right track. And I love that Matt Eberflew said, hey, well, now that we have Justin back, we're going to bring back the quarterback run and the keepers. And that basically shows you that they are going to call this game in a way that makes Justin comfortable, right? And I hope it's not just those designed quarterback runs, but I hope it's the downfield passing because that was something in this offense that we haven't seen a lot. We haven't seen a lot of those explosive plays, especially DJ Moore. DJ Moore's kind of been out here with pedestrian numbers. And so I'm sure DJ Moore is chomping at the bit to get one back out there as well. I know DJ Moore really is, Perez. He wants to show that, hey, I can do some great things, you know, downfield. And unfortunately, to what you talked about with Tyson Bajan, that wasn't his forte. So now with Justin Fields back, I'm quite sure we probably can see some of those explosive plays. Not only for DJ Moore, but of course, Cole Komet and Money Moon. Maybe they can get in on the action as well, Perez. But I'm hoping those are the type of things that we can see out of Justin Fields moving forward. Man, I hope so, man. Now, one of the things with the injury report that I'm happy to report on is the fact that it's looking like Nate Davis is going to be returning back there to that lineup. From the ankle injury, he has been a full participant two days in a row. I don't want to jinx it, but he's practiced two days in a row. But for me, we've already talked about how we've liked how the offensive line has improved, how they've been more solid in the run game, but also as a pass protection standpoint. And now you got a guy like Nate Davis coming back to that offensive line, A-Dub. So now, this is the healthiest that this offensive line has been all season, A-Dub. And now, Justin Fields returns to the lineup. So now you have the healthy offensive line with your QB one back. So now it's like, hey, a lot of the things that we saw that offensive line do last week and the week before, we need to continue to see them build off of that with Justin in that lineup. And that's what I'm hoping for right there, Perez, because if that offensive line can do their job, oh, man, you get Justin Fields' time that you and I talked about before he can make some great things happen downfield, bro. So being able to do so, man, it puts the Bears in a good situation moving forward. But this is the thing now to think about. When Nate Davis back in the lineup, Trevor Jenkins, we know he started the season at left guard, but he shifted back to right guard in place of Nate Davis. Who's going to be the odd man out now when Nate Davis returning back to the lineup? We know Trevor Jenkins, who started the season at left guard, he shifted over to right guard to replace Davis. He's going to move back to his left guard position. Nate Davis is going to take back over at right guard. We know that Lucas Patrick, unfortunately, is going to stay there at center. So now, <laughs> all signs <laughs> are pointing to Cody Whitehair being the guy that's going to be coming off the bench, which is crazy considering what he makes. And you and I have called out Cody Whitehair for weeks, how he has not played well. And now getting somebody back healthy like a Nate Davis and allowing Tevin Jenkins to move back to left guard, that's a plus because you and I have raved about Tevin Jenkins and what he's been able to provide to that offensive line. And this guy has done an amazing job. And the fact that he can play left guard and right guard, he puts the Bears in a good situation. When I look at this starting five as far as the offensive line, when I look at this starting five as far as the offensive line is concerned, this is their best starting lineup. And I know that Cody Whitehead started the season at center. And even though he had limited reps over there at center, it's pretty clear that Lucas Patrick is a better option there at the center position. True. 
And one of the things that the coaching staff has talked about, especially Matt Eberfuss, has talked about the way that Kobe Whitehair has approached this situation, right? It's not easy when you get demoted. They said he's handled it as a true pro, and he's been helping other guys out. And that's all you can ask for. I mean, like I said, that's not, a, that's not an easy situation to go to. I know he hasn't played well. We've given him heat. We've given him grief. So is the fan base. So is the media. But at the end of the day, I mean, I give him props because he has not been a distraction to his teammates. He's not making it about himself. And that's all you can ask for. And you're right about that, Perez. And that's all you can ask for, to see a guy hounding like a professional and like a pro. And a guy like him be willing to come off the bench, willing to start, to do whatever. I would give him kudos for that. Now, in addition to Nate Davis returning to practice, Kari Blassett game also returned to practice. You guys all know he had a concussion. And then Terrell Smith is back from his illness. But Tremaine Edmonds remains out. He has not practiced, and he's still out with that knee injury. The guy's still out for that. But you and I have always spoke highly of Sanborn for being able to step in. But if you Edmonds, you're like, man, I got to get back out on the field. But it's just tough, man, when those injuries hit. Dr. Foreman, he came up on the injury report as a limited participant with an ankle injury. It's, it's looking like he's going to be available to play. Khalil Herbert was full participant in practice today. He's lining up to start there on Sunday. Honestly, A-Dub, that might be more of a timeshare between Foreman and Herbert. We, we'll see what they end up doing on offense, but we know with Justin back that you got the triple-handed option back at the running back position. I think we'll be good to go there. You mentioned Jack Sanborn. He was limited on Wednesday with an ankle designation, full participant on Thursday. Noah Sewell was a limited participant with a knee injury A-dub. Again, you're starting to see a lot of these names starting to get added to this list, but I was happy to see guys like Smith, Davis, to name a few, return back off that injury list. I'm happy too, Perez. You will not talk a lot about Nate Davis and the fact that he's been unavailable. And now that he's back, all eyes should be on Nate Davis to see what he's able to bring to the table. He got to pretty much show us that, hey, he has a lot of value to him, to himself and that he can definitely perform extremely well on the O-line. So he owes this team a lot, bro. It's been a – he's not the only one on the team, but it's been a tough season for a lot of these guys, man. Like I said, when I think about Justin, I, I feel like this probably has to be his most trying season in his life, right? Because yeah, we're not just talking about the, the losing. We're also talking about – the doubt that can creep into somebody's mind when they have some adversity, you know, and, and you're human. He has the injury he's got to go through. He's got to go through the lack of success at times. You got to go through the fact that people are clamoring for the backup. There's just like a lot of stuff that he has to contend with, and that can't be easy. And so, you know, if, if you don't have a good support system in your life or a lot of belief in yourself, man, that shit can fucking tear apart somebody down. You know, to have that type of shit all going on at the same fucking time. It can really get to you mentally. It can throw you off your game. So to your point, I do hope that all these players who have suffered any type of adversity, they do have a good support system because they really do need it, man. There's a lot they're playing for, for their family, for their career. So I'm hoping that these players do get the support they need to be able to get through each week, each game. Sorry, man. A-Dub, when you look at this matchup against the Lions, there's a lot of guys that we can point to on that Lions team that we should be focusing it on. Obviously, <laughs> we talked about David Montgomery. We know what David Montgomery brings to the table. He's an old friend of ours here in Chicago. Right. But this guy here runs the football hard. The only knock that you could have really had about David Montgomery in this game was that sometimes he would 
come up a little injury prone. But when he was in that lineup, man, you talk about a guy that wasn't easy to tackle, that's what David Montgomery brings to the table. And with this Lions team, with the offensive line that they have, with the weapons that they have on that offense, he's in the perfect system, man. Because not that I think that Jared Goff is all that great of a quarterback, but if you look at the weapons that he has at his disposal, Amir Ross St. Brown, Josh Reynolds, Jamison Williams, they spread that football around. Not even to even talk about the rookie tight end, Sam LaPorta. That opens up that field for opportunities for Gibbs and Montgomery to eat. And that's what makes this Lions offense so tough to contend with A-Dub. And you talked about all those weapons, Perez, and one of the most important weapons they do have is their offensive line, man. I mean, they got some of the best tackles in in NFL. You talk about Decker and Sewell. I mean, they are loaded, bro. And because that line is so good, and then they also have those wide receivers you talked about, it allows guys like David Montgomery and Gibbs to be factors in the game, man. So this Detroit Lions team is probably the loadest I've ever seen in a while, bro. It's been a while since I've seen them this deep. Yeah, but you mentioned the offensive line for the Lions. They did lose their guard for the season. He's out with the back injury. And so Vatai, he's out for yeah. the season. So that's going to be a, a key loss for them. That gives a quick edge to the Bears because now you got a guy who's playing at a Pro Bowl level who's not out for the season. Now you got the backup Graham Glasgow coming up next. And so now that gives the Bears an opportunity to potentially exploit that, that matchup. So that's something to kind of keep an eye on. But I do think it's a good call out though on the, on the Lions' offensive line because it's a strong unit. Uh, Jared Goff gets a lot of time to throw. And again, he's got tons of weapons for him to, to spread that football around to. And again, because the Lions have pretty much arguably the best one-two punch when it comes to running backs in the league, Man, they got <laughs> they have such a luxury there in Detroit, and it's crazy. Like, I can't believe I'm saying this. I can't believe how many nice things I'm saying about the Lions. It's really making me sick to my stomach right now. But <laughs> I, I really, I'm like, I can't, I can't think of anything negative to say. I mean, dude, they're one of the best teams in the NFL, and I hate it a lot. They got a solid coach in Dan Campbell. I mean, they're in good shape, man. And, um, it's not going to be an easy matchup for the, the Chicago Bears, bro. And the fact they've been able to put up points, it just says a lot about Detroit Lions. And this is something you and I have not been able to say over the years. No, we haven't been able to say that. And also, too, on defense, Aiden Hutchinson. This Ooh. guy's a terror. And the last time the Bears played them, he terrorized Justin Fields. So that's going to be something that Justin Fields is going to have to contend with in this matchup. But that's why I'm glad that we have our offensive line intact. Because now you got Braxton Jones or Darnell Wright that's going to be going up and trying to stop this kid. Iron sharp as iron, as we always say. We got to give kudos to the guy Hutchinson. He's the real deal, man. I mean, the guy really gets after the quarterbacks, and he apply a lot of pressure. So you're right. Our offensive line is going to have their hands full. And um, that's a guy we just have to slow down. Because, like you say, he's actually have wrecked havoc, and we're going to need to find a way to slow that kid down. And I'm sure that Darnell Wright's probably going to get the majority of that assignment, but sometimes they do move him around on that defensive front. But, hey, I can't wait to see that one. That's going to be one of those ones, watching that game and even when you do the film breakdown afterwards to see how the Rook held up against him. But, hey, I put my money on, on Darnell Wright. He has shown us a lot. And the way he's been going about playing football, the way he's handled his position, 
he has done a fantastic job, man. And I just hope that he's ready for the challenge. It's going to be a good one for him, man. Um, that's a matchup we're probably going to be paying close attention to for us during that game. Sorry, artists. I mean, we we know that this is going to be a tough matchup for our ball club, but A-Dub and I are still going to break down some key keys to victory. I'm going to kick us off A-Dub, and then I'm going to kick it over to you after this. My first key to victory, and it's revolving around Justin Fields. In this matchup, we can't have Justin out there looking like a quarterback that had rust. We can't have Justin coming back looking like a quarterback that's still laboring with the thumb. We need to see a Justin Fields out there on that field that's firing on all cylinders. If he looks poised and ready to go, then the Bears have a shot. If we get the struggles on offense, three and outs, Justin's not sharp, he's not getting the ball out quick, he's holding on to the football, all the other myriad of problems that we've talked about in the past. If any of those things rear their ugly head, we're in trouble. But if Justin Fields can hit the ground running, I think it gives us a really good shot, bro, because honestly, the weeks that Justin Fields has done the best, this offense was nearly unstoppable, A-Dub. And that's why it's going to be very key for Luke Getze to cater this offense around Justin Fields on Sunday. There's no if and nor buts about it. Do the shit with Justin Fields that makes him comfortable. Do the things with Justin Fields that opens this offense up so DJ Moore can start eating. Then we can remember Darnell Moody's name. And guess what? Coke has been cooking. Well, let's continue to give him the fucking football, right? So this is my right. thing. We need to see Justin Fields firing on all cylinders. So it's going to be very important. Key to victory. Justin Fields cannot look like he hasn't played in a month. You and I talked about how explosive the Detroit Lions can be. And you said it early on that this could be a potential shootout. So mm -hmm. it's going to be something like that, bro. That means Justin Fields has got to be playing his A game and help this Bears team score points. And the only way to do that, Perez, you're right. He can't show any rust. He can't show like he, you know, regressed. That will be the only way that this team can have a good shot. So you're right. Justin Fields will have to be able to play his A game. Yeah, man. Got, we got to push that football down the field. We have to. Like I said, man, we got too many weapons, man. We got to push that football down the field. We got to be ready to do that, man. With a guy like Justin Fields coming back to the offense, no disrespect to Tyson Beijing. But we talk about two different guys, two different skill sets. Now that Justin's back, Davis is back, there's no more excuses. What, what, what are we going to talk about? We can't be worried about, oh, the pass protection. What do you mean? The pass protection has not been a problem the last couple of weeks. So that's one less thing to worry about. So I'm going to be really focused in on how Justin looks and how comfortable he looks and how the weapons are out there. And if people are getting open, and if Gutsy is scheming people open, right? Because that's a part of the office coordinator's job. Sometimes you got to know how to scheme people open. Because now you're going from how you game plan for Tyson Bajan to now how you game plan for Justin Fields. And you highlighted for us, friends, how different both quarterbacks are. So, therefore, Luke Getsy, you got to put Justin Fields in the right position to be effective. My key to victory is going to really be our secondary, press. How are we able to face golf? Because I know golf is going to target his weapon. They got a good, in my opinion, offensive line. So golf is probably going to get some time. So if you're not able to get pressure on him, what can your secondary do? So we talk about us in coverage. Can we slow down, you know, St. Brown, Reynolds, Raymond, these guys, and be effective? So we can do that, Perez. 
get some pass deflections, and hopefully Forrest Golf to turn the football over, you put yourself in a good situation. So I'm looking at this secondary. They're going to have to pretty much go out there and play better than they have in the past few weeks. I think that's a solid key, man, because we know St. Brown, every time he's faced this Bears team, he's given that secondary fits. And our secondary has been very inconsistent this season. And when you have a guy like St. Brown coming in here, the work ethic and what this kid does, he's one of the best pass catchers in all of the NFL. When you watch the film on him, not the fastest guy, not the tallest guy, when you look at all the measurables, he doesn't have any of that stuff. But when he has the guy that works his ass off, he yep. catches the fucking football. He's always open. And I'm telling you, and I'm telling you, any defense that has to face him ain't dub, they are circling this guy in their game plan. Got to contain him. Got to stop him. And people still can't stop You're right. A lot of teams have struggled to slow him down. They make sure of that. And if you know there's going to be a target like that for us, they got to be ready for something like that. And I hope the Chicago Bears, when we're talking about Iberfus, have this defense prepared for a guy like St. Brown and what he's going to do. So we're able to do that and slow him down like we did Devontae Adams. Make sure he's on our radar at all times. Just like we talked about when the Raiders came in here. I'm okay with one of the others hurting us, but I don't right. want it to be St. Brown because we know that they're going to target him over and over and over again, right? Yep. And in our zone defense, we know that the zone defense for us has been a major issue. And St. Brown is one of those guys that he will find the weak points in your defense and exploit those. And that's why with the zone, it's a group effort, not just the secondary, but your linebackers as well. But then another key that I was thinking about, too, is not even St. Brown, a dub. I'm also thinking about Sam Laporta versus our linebackers. Mm. Because we don't have Trey Edmonds in this matchup. So now we got to have somebody else try to step up and cover Sam Laporta. And what did I say a couple weeks ago about our defense? Our defense gets exploited over the middle. That Mm -hmm. is the area where Laporta's going to work, and that's the area where St. Brown's going to work. That's why it's going to be key to make sure we maximize that defense and the linebackers are not out of position and the secondary is in position to make some plays. Damn. That was dope right there, bro. It makes perfect sense because you're right. Detroit Lions, they're not stupid, man. Golf has been a solid quarterback this season. With that, you're right. Golf is a smart quarterback. He's seen those type of defense. And if we can fail in that area, you're right. It's going to be a long day for our linebackers going to have to cover very well, bro, in this game here. All right, man, give me your last key. My last key, Perez. I look at the Chicago Bears team. I look at what they got to do in the passing game, Perez. I'm not so much worried about the running game. I'm looking at the passing game because the Bears going to have to keep a good balance against the Detroit Lions. And with that, we might not be able to run the football as effectively as we want to. So, therefore, Perez, you're talking about down the field. That's going to be the key factor right there for me. How many deep balls is just the fields are going to take when it comes down to Money Moon, Commit, and also DJ Moore? Because if they can do that, Perez, and open it up, like we've seen the Chargers do, this puts the Bears in a good chance to have that shootout. But they got to be able to get the ball downfield, bro. We cannot allow on our running backs to do everything. We can't play the same style we played before. So this is going to be a big part of Luke Getsy, Perez, that you talked about earlier, how he balanced this out. Because down the field is where I think we can get some things going. And also you got to keep in mind, A-Dub, this Detroit defense is really strong against the run. So while I do want us to try to pound the football a little bit, we're not going to be able to play the same way we did last week. 
They're right. going to have to open it up. Justin's going to have to make some plays because this Detroit team, they play very well against the run. But I wanted to kind of piggyback something you were saying. So in addition to the passing game, right, and getting the ball out quick and getting it downfield, all the things that we talked about that we think that if they do those things, they'll be in a good spot. But pass protection, we need to see that same offensive line play that we saw for Tyson. There were yes. so many games that we all commented and saying, oh, man, what man? What if Justin had that type of time to throw? Well, now, number one, you're back. If he can get that type of time in the pocket to really survey the field and wait for things to open up, man, could you imagine the plays that he can make? Ooh, but man, it has to be there for him. He also got to be able to read the field and survey it the right way as mm -hmm. well and not show that type of rust that you talked about that says, hey, you missed your target, man. He just wasn't who you should be in making those throws, Justin Fields. So if he ever do that, Perez, that'll be good, man. But what they will do, though, it will open up some things in the run game, Perez, because now that defense is alert. Like, uh-oh, they're making some good plays down the field. And the last thing any defense want to see is people making big plays on them, right? And the key for them for defense to try to slow that down. So, therefore, it may open the run game up a little more for a Khalil Herbert or a Foreman to do their job probably in that red zone for sure. I think the thing for me is I think that Lions secondary can be exploited. Mm -hmm. They revamped it a little bit in the offseason, but Cameron Sutton, this is a guy right here in their defense that got lit up by Keenan Allen from the Chargers. Yes. And that's why I look at a guy like D.J. Moore, and I'm like, hey, when Justin Fields coming back, we saw what D.J. Moore did to the commanders. There's nothing that can hold D.J. Moore back except for <laughs> quarterback that can't get the ball out to him in, in, in areas <laughs> where he can make plays like that. But listen, right. that's not the case anymore. And I think that that matchup between D.J. Moore and Sutton is going to be one that Bears fans, you're going to like that matchup. And if Justin Fields gets time to throw, they can really take advantage of that matchup. You want to have seen DJ Moore eat. We seen when Justin Fields was hitting him, bro, and he had those big yards. It was like that was amazing to see DJ Moore, you know, have all those receiving yards. And that can happen again, you know, with those two and the chemistry that they do have. As long as Justin Fields got the time, hey, DJ Moore, do your thing. And I'm quite sure Justin Fields is that type of quarterback that will give you a chance down the field. One little bonus key, audience, and this is probably one that's a no-brainer, but the Lions want to punch there at the running back position. The Bears front seven has, has to match that physicality. They have to be ready to answer that challenge. And we got to figure out ways to neutralize that threat with Montgomery and Gibbs, right? And so our defensive line has been up and down this season, but as of late, they've done a really good job against the run. The pass rush has been reinvigorated by the acquisition of Montez Sweat. So maybe even if they can put some pressure on golf, you maybe see some picks come out of him. You know, this is the thing, though. The Bears defense right now is in a really good spot because it's reinvigorated. You got the secondary and it's back healthy. You yep. might have Edmonds being out right now, but there's still some opportunity for this defense to make some impact in this matchup. And like I said, if they're able to do their best against Gibbs and Montgomery, you put the onus on golf. Now, I would say this about golf. I used to come after him a lot. For the Lions, he's been more solid. He's been better as far as making decisions and not losing football games for them. But I would love to see what we could do if we put a little pressure on that guy. Because sometimes he folds. Definitely, I give him his credit for what he's been able to do this season. But at the end of the day, Perez, if you have to get pressure on him, that definitely is a factor. To your point, 
this defense definitely got to stop that run for sure because that one-two punch can be lethal. They can continue showing signs of slowing down a run. You're now putting it all on golf. And that's what I want to see them do. Put it all on golf, and let's see if golf can beat us, you know, and make plays. Well, A-Dub, before we get out of here, man, score prediction. Because according to DraftKings, they have the Bears as a nine-point road underdog. Mercy. <laughs> I think this game going to be a lot closer than what they think. I'm saying 26-23 Detroit Lions. Okay. So A-Dub also has the over in this game because DraftKings has the over-under at 47.5. So 49 points combined. Okay, A-Dub. I think I might take A-Dub up on that on that over, huh? All right. We'll see you, A-Dub. We'll see how that works. I'll let you know how that bet goes. Yes, sir. So you said 26-23 Lions. Yep. All right. I have the score 34-20 Lions. So I'm, I'm, I'm confident in that over as well. But I think that the nine-point spread, I think the Lions all cover that. Too much mm. firepower in that offense, A-Dub. And uh, honestly, I'm concerned with the loss of Tremaine Evans. I can't wait till he gets back in that lineup because, as I mentioned on the previous show, I can't wait to see him and Montez sweat in the same defense. Because right now, this team right now, we just haven't seen them all together. It's been this person's hurt, and back up in on this position, and this key position, this person's hurt. I would just love to see this team with all the weapons back together. And we're getting there. But right now, we're just not quite there. On the defense, they're slowly rounding the corner a little bit. But this matchup against the Lions, I just – they got too much going on, man. Too much going on. And I really worry about us over the middle. I really do. That's a big word. It's, it's, it is what it is, Prez. You're right. It's a big concern, and it's something to be worried about for sure going into this game here. And you just kind of know what kind of Detroit Lions team that they have in – that's that's the big difference right there, man. Detroit Lions been cooking on all centers this year. They got a great year going on thus far. So, you know, I can understand where you're going with. The it. last time we played this team, they beat our asses forty-one to ten. So <laughs> that's probably why Vegas feels the way that they feel. Last time they faced us, you know, we were a different football team at that time. What, what difference is if we still fucking our ass ain't up? So. <laughs> <laughs> No lie, bro. You're right. I take it back, man. We're still where we at. So, look, yeah. Detroit Lions on a different level at this point. Unfortunately, unfortunately. But hey, you never know because this Bears team is so frustrating. They may have the best game of the season against the Lions on Sunday. So you never know. We'll see what happens, bro. We'll see what happens. But audience, we appreciate you guys and your continued support of the show. I know this has not been an easy season because AW the last thing. People want to do your team stinks because then they want to listen to people talk about the team stinking, right? That's why we try to add a little humor, right? Add a little candor to the show, if, if you will. But I know it's not easy for you guys to hang in here with us, man. That's why we appreciate you guys. When we see the, the number of people that are listening and the downloads, I'm like, damn, A-Dub, man. People really rock with us, man, because this has been a tough fucking last couple of years covering this fucking team, bro. And I got to salute to people rocking with us. Hear us talk about the team throughout all the adversity that this team has faced. So thank you all for that support. Yes, sir. Well, listen, man. On to Motel. Audience, we're going to holler at y'all on Sunday. Until then, we are out.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.